It's the RU Review. We're back for the 2021 season. I'm Steve Titchener in the studio with longtime Jersey announcer Matt Lachlan. And on the line, we have John McAlevey. And uh, season four, guys, we've been doing this for four years. Pumped for it, too. I I can't believe the time has gone as quickly as it has. Finally, there's some bright lights on the Rutgers horizon. We saw some of it last year, the dawn. And now we'll see what happens in the early yeah, morning hours. Remember the, the first couple of years, we had a little rough go there with the uh, the Chris Ash tenure, but Shiano comes in, he comes home, stabilizes the program. I think we all felt that, right? Rutgers goes three yeah. and three and six, but, uh, you know, they, they got a lot of work to do. Um, if they want to get a bowl, a bowl is possible this year. I really do believe that, but six wins is not going to uh, come easy in the big 10. Uh, let's take a look at, uh, Let's take a look at this season. We'll look at the roster and then the schedule, and then we'll check out Temple Thursday night, uh, 6.30. Hopefully that hurricane uh, doesn't uh, doesn't uh, disrupt anything. But um, let's look at— It's going to be a at, wet one. Yes. It looks uh, like it is, yeah. 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 And I'm, I'm guessing they'll play, but you never know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, quarterback. That's what they do when the students come out and they put on their poncho yeah. and their rain gear, and the fans finally, first time— in two seasons that there have been fans coming out to see Rutgers play. So yeah. that'll be different. Yeah. And, and this is interesting. They were 0-5 last year at home. Yeah. So there was no home advantage at all. And obviously 3-1 and on the road, a weird season, as we know, with, with COVID and such. But uh, with that, well, behind us, hopefully, and continues to stay behind us. And we get, uh, we're able to go out to have season tickets, obviously. I plan to be there, but I got to tell you, and you know, you guys know I'm, you know, alumni and a diehard, but man, if it's, you know, if it's, uh, it's, it's not going to be that bad. I mean, it's going to be supposed to be a lot of rain and, you know, yeah, it's um, a rain event. So that, but hey, uh, listen, yeah. let's see what happens yeah, there. Man. But, but the bottom yep. line is the season's on the horizon. Yeah. So let's take a look, you know, uh, quarterback, of course, you know, the most important uh, position on the field, uh, Noah Vedral is back, you know, look, uh, uh, up and down season last year. I mean, he had a fantastic game against nearly beat Michigan and then, you know, yeah, the Illinois game, you can look back to where you scratch your head a little bit with him. He did have some injuries late in the season. But I got to tell you, you know, he seems like he's a, guy, a steady guy who uh, is a good field general. I, You know, I have high hopes and I think he can play uh, very well. Now, listen, he's not he can run, but he's not, you know, a flash. Um, he can throw accurately, but he's not going to stretch the field. He doesn't have a big arm. So but, he's a caretaker. Yeah, yeah. That's really what he is. Protect the ball. Here's the thing. And John, you know this from, from last year. The offensive line was a sieve. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he was under pressure all the time. And they couldn't get going, you know, the way they would want to. Yeah, they picked up the three wins. So the offensive line to me is the key. You're right, Steve. Every team runs from the quarterback position. And if Vedral can be that caretaker, don't make mistakes. And he was prone to some of them. Don't make mistakes. Listen. They've got a lot of guys back. They've got high skill in the running position. They've got high skill in the receiving position. They've got some speed. So if he can do his job, but more importantly, if the offensive line can do its job. And Monday, you know, Shiano said there are still decisions to be made. So no one has really stood out on that offensive line. I mean, they're going to have a couple of guys who are mainstays, but, you know, they're still trying to figure it out. So let's see what happens. The biggest story coming in will be, uh, finally, and a couple years under his belt, will uh, the real Art Sitkowski step up and be the guy? Wait, what? He's gone? 
No, yeah. I'm kidding. And he did step he's up. Actually, he stepped up for Illinois. Came I know, off. Brandon Peters I mean. got hurt. He came up. He was like, I don't know. He, it's through two touchdown passes, and, and they beat Nebraska. So exactly, yeah. Well, as you guys have really hit the hit the nail with uh, with Bedrall. He's a he's a caretaker. It reminds me of back in the day, the old Sports Center on ESPN memories when Dan Patrick used to call. Scotty Skiles, he used to call him the gritty, gutty Scotty Skiles. And that's sort of, you know, the player that Bedrall, he's a tough kid. He'll stick his nose in there on the goal line. Uh, like Matt said, be a caretaker. Just don't do stupid things. You know, he's not going to stretch the field. Just manage the game. You've got some some nice weapons with Pacheco and, and Melton. Um, you know, use those guys. Um, and, and, you know, really be the guy that sort of manages the game and, and doesn't, lose it for you. Um, So hopefully that's going to be the way they go. I think the big thing, other than getting fans back in the stadium, which is going to be awesome for the program and for the, for the school, you know, to sort of come together is uh, that there's a non-conference schedule this year. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, Rutgers can, they won uh, a bunch, three games last year. If they can win all three of these, which are winnable, I mean, at Syracuse is going to be rough. Um, But, you know, you put those three wins with, Perhaps maybe can you steal another one in the Big Ten, get to four wins, and God forbid maybe five, and then Steve's right, you could be going bowling. Yeah. So, and as Matt alluded to, man, a lot of starters coming back. Eleven on offense, nine on defense, twenty starters coming back. So they've got experience. Seems they got they got more depth than they've had. Uh, so, uh, which was always an issue with Rutgers uh, over the last few seasons, as we've seen. Uh, where they get wear down late in games and such. We're not going to, I don't think we're going to see as much of, of that thing is, is uh, behind Noah Vedral. If he he's got to stay healthy. Remember guys, he didn't, you know, he had struggled with injuries last year. Uh, you don't have a Sikowski coming off the bench, as you'd mentioned, John, you got, so you got Evan Simon and and then Cole Snyder and, and Shiano said that they're both going to play is generally what he said. So who knows who would back up Vedral if he got hurt. So of course, you know, you know, there would be some issues there running back. They look solid with Pacheco. He said that he's tired of being underrated. So he's got a little fire in him. And, uh, and I think that, um, I think Pacheco can have a big season for the first time in a long time. Rutgers is able to take the field with some confidence that they can accomplish something. Look, every athlete feels that they can win their event. No doubt about it. They, They take the field, they take the court, and they think today is the day. Long term, maybe we can't beat that team 50 times out of 100, maybe even 70 times out of 100. We're barely going to beat them, but we can beat them today. But for the first time in a long time, there's some real belief that this is a club that I can go to battle with and win with. So, yeah, Pacheco is is ready. He's tired of having some success, but the team having no success to speak of. And now he's on a big stage, the big 10 and let's go. Yeah. And, you know, between him and uh, Melton, you know, these guys could be playing on Sundays next year, or at least, you know, that's the goal. They have, they have the ability to, uh, to maybe do that. So you're, you're talking about skilled players who are legit. Yeah. Um, and so if the, if Matt, Matt hit the nail on the head earlier uh, with the offensive line, you know, we're finding out, uh, I don't know if you guys had a chance to watch any of that Giants game on Sunday, but wow, that that offensive line. They talk about the thin blue line. I mean, they're you know Gettleman can't get that fixed, and they're, that could really hurt them. With the, they brought in all these weapons, but if you can't block 
you know, the point of attack that you're in, you're in big trouble. So hopefully Rutgers is able to do that. Um, I'm interested to see, I was reading about, uh, a, a big kid that they got sort of as a walk on this guy, Holland Pierce, who came in about six, eight, 380 pounds. And he, Shiana was saying that he basically was on the street and, uh, they brought him in and he's worked his way up to the point where he's going to play on Saturday, not Saturday, Thursday. And he has a chance to play a lot and he's a big man on the offensive line. And if he can come in and, you know, settle some things down then they have a chance. You never well, know. That's where you, that's where Vichiano coming in. I mean, old football lifer has been around, been in the in the NFL, coming back to Rutgers. If anybody can coach these guys up, which I talk about all the time, is coaching coaching up some talent to to get ready for Big Ten play. It, it would it would be Shiano. So, yeah, the guy's a, a mountain of a man. So a young man. So let, let's see, a uh, uh, big big guy. And then uh, you know, think about the offense, guys. I mean, think about, you know, a couple seasons ago, as we talked, they could, you know, barely complete a pass. Now it's great to see <laughs> Bo, it's great to see Bo Melton come into his own. And here's a guy who can legitimately play on Sundays if he has a big year. I mean, there's a possibility yeah. uh, that he, this, this guy can get drafted. You know, Shameen Jones has, has developed mm. nicely as well. So they've got some Aaron Crookshank from right, Wisconsin. Yeah. Is, is his and, speed is, is, and, and then Electric. they got their kid from a Kansas State, Joshua Youngblood, who's supposedly a really good uh, kick returner as well. And Crookshank is too. So they're going to figure out a way. Sean Gleason's going to figure out a way to use the speed. Yeah, he uh, showed and- that he's legit. Like Gleason knows what he's doing. He's been successful wherever he's been. The offenses have clicked. Rutgers scored points last year. So it's not like they won't be able to score points this year. But they they need to have that offensive line be more secure. So that, to me, again will be where it starts. But if they can give Vegel some time, Gleason will come up with a game plan that will confound most teams. That's for sure. He utilizes all his weapons. He just won't be able to get the ball downfield that easily with Vegel's arm, but he's got a lot of options and he'll use them all. And Vegel seems... The other question yeah. is, Matt, will they be able to stop anybody? That was their... That was a problem, problem last year. year. Yeah. Yeah. Very yeah. young yeah. in the I mean, secondary. Yeah. Yeah. They well, were a sieve. You know, yeah. if they can... If they can stop some people, like we were talking about here, on paper, it looks like they're going to score some points. They'll be able to put some points on the board. Yep. But can they can they keep the other teams out of the end zone? That's that's going to be the big question. And so we'll see in year two whether or not – I mean, defense was his thing. Wasn't he the defensive coordinator with Ohio State? And, and you know, he's, you know, uh, chopping wood. Let's see if we could chop some uh, – chop some running backs and receivers down here yeah. this year because that that could very well um you know be their Achilles heel this year is yeah, holding and they, people and, off the board. And they've got some guys coming back. Their linebacking core will be pretty good and uh let's see if the defensive backfield develops. That that's where they were really kind of weak, but they were so young last year. They'll still be relatively young, but uh, yeah. they've got a year's experience. So yeah, I mean that that was and is the strength of Shiano is on the defensive side of things, so that's where you would yeah. hope to see some improvement. Look, Fatakazi is going to play in in on Sundays. I mean, he's one of the, the better linebackers in the Big Ten. You know, Tyshawn Fogg is coming back. Mm-hmm. They have experience. It's just um, I don't think they're going to dominate anybody. We can't expect that. Uh, but a pretty pretty good crew of linebackers. Yeah, and, and Fatakazi yeah. led the Big Ten in tackles last year, and his return. Um, earlier in camp, Shiano said that that was in many ways the biggest recruit that he came yeah. back. 
because that was he, a surprise, right? Yeah, yeah, it was. And so, you know, credit to him. And now you've come back and be the leader out there. Uh, they moved Mohamed Touré. Uh, they're, they're not sure really whether he's a linebacker or a defensive end. So they right. moved him, shuffled him around. Mm-hmm. So they've got some weapons. They just, their depth is still a bit of an issue. And it won't be clear until he gets another recruiting class and probably even the recruiting class after that, that yes. the depth issue has been cleared up. And I think that's what we have to separate with Rutgers. Yes, last year, compared to the previous seasons, was a success. You pick up three wins in the Big Ten, you know, after what he inherited, you're you're sitting on cloud nine. But did it set up too high of expectations? And Shannon will never say that because he's going out and he wants to win every game. I get that. But let's see what this team really is about. They won't catch anybody by surprise again. Penn State and Michigan, teams that they could have got last year, they didn't, though they lost in overtime to Michigan. So with those teams, you would think, being improved, Indiana's a bitch, Ohio State's in the East. So where are the wins coming from? And, John, to your point, it has to happen early. Build some confidence. Get out of those first three healthy and then see where it leads you. Because the two after the three non-conference games are Michigan and Ohio State. So I'm not suggesting that they're two losses. I'm just suggesting that you better win the first three so that those two games don't have a really bad impact on your playoff hopes or postseason hopes. And it starts Thursday. You know, look, uh, you know, they're double digit uh, uh, favorites against Temple here. Uh, and again, the weather seems to be a factor here, but very important to get out, get, get this, this very winnable game. Uh, you know, let's face it. We're still looking at Rutgers and looking at what's winnable and what's not with this, this, this mammoth of a conference they're in the big 10. And so, you know, look, Temple, you got to take care of business there. The one thing that scares me a little bit is this, you know, the quarterback, Dewan Mathis is a transfer from Georgia. He was recruited by. Uh, Ohio State as well. He's an Ohio kid. Uh, 6'5", skinny. So I bet he's got a hell of an arm. He's got to have some ability. So, I mean, he's got to be quite a weapon if he can, um, If and I'd imagine he can move pretty well too, so he can be dangerous. Yeah, and they couldn't get out of their way last year. Uh, And so you look at their record, and I forget what it was. It wasn't very good. But prior to that, you know, they had been to five straight bowls. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what Rod Carey has in terms of returning, but they had all sorts of COVID issues and opt-outs last year. So be careful. Don't look at the record and say, this is a W. And I'm not suggesting- not do that. Yeah, exactly. And that's going to be the message driven home. Even Monday when Chiano addressed the media, he kept turning the focus. Now it's Temple. Now it's Temple. Let's get ready for Temple. He knows he's been around the game long enough. You think that because you're from the Big Ten and we won three games last year and we're a program on the come, if we just put our helmets on the field, it is not going to be a good night. I don't think that will happen- But and the other great they better equalizers, come out strong. Go yeah, ahead. the other equalizer we've spoken about already is it could be the weather. You know, on a rainy, slick night, mm. you know that could that could really help a uh, an underdog. You know, if they, you know, somebody fumbles a ball, they pick it up right. and run it back, and then all of yeah. a sudden, you know, you can't throw the ball down the field. You find yourself down a couple of points. The weather um, could uh, could prove to be you know Temple's best friend here. So um, you know they have had. Really good success. Those Matt Rule years were terrific. And look at him now. He's he's in the NFL with with Carolina. Um, they've been uh, they've been a thorn 
and and they go up against each other recruiting wise. You know, the mm-hmm. Rutgers and and Temple are about an what is it about an hour away, an hour and a half. About an um, hour. And, yeah, to Philly it's, uh, from, it's right from around uh, the Rutgers. Corner. Yeah, yeah. But they're yeah. really not recruiting so, the same players anymore. Rutgers is at no, a much higher level. They they they're picking up uh, whatever Rutgers does. <laughs> some of the. Some of the scraps that uh, that they might not. Yeah, be able no, you to look get, at this. You look at this Georgia kid who's like who's looking to transfer. He's like, he's, it just wasn't going to happen for him at Georgia. And so that that's what you get. You get a guy with a lot of ability. He says, "Hey, I want to go start someplace." And, and Temple was yeah. the place. So again, uh, what's you know, you know, quarterbacks. You, come on, it's most important. As I said early in the show, it's the most important uh, position on the field. So they, you know, quarterbacks can change games. And so interesting to see how this guy adjusts, you know, his first year at Temple. And uh, again, this is a game that Rutgers should win. Let's just take a quick look at the schedule since it's our first show. And, then, you know, then they go to Syracuse. I mean, you can't you can't expect uh, winning on the road, but certainly uh, a game that they can win. Uh, and then you got Delaware at home should take care of business. And they could very well go into Ann Arbor three and oh, well, before you get to Michigan, keep in mind, Delaware played this spring. So their guys played. There wasn't spring practice. Mm-hmm. You know, they're in the FCS, and so they played games. And they're ranked fifth in the preseason poll for FCS. Mm-hmm. Always a good program. Great things are expected good this year. Good quarterbacks, obviously. So they, again, Rutgers should win that. If, if you're in the Big Ten and you want to be somebody, you can't be losing games to FCS teams. Rutgers, though, is not quite there yet yeah they are a lot of these players are remnants of the chris chris ash era they are in better hands with chiano anyway that's three weeks away but everyone looks past delaware at their own peril delaware is a good team joe flacco and rich gannon coming out of delaware am i missing anybody i mean there's probably some other oh yeah john uh, john you would know who was that giant quarterback that led them to one of their two super bowls not named phil sims oh yes um, that was, uh, Scott Dave Brown. Bruner. Scott no. Bruner. Scott Bruner, Delaware. Scott Bruner's Come a Delaware man. Did not know that. Wow. So these guys are playing that. in Super Bowls. Rich Gannon lost in the Super Bowl. And, uh, of course, we're talking to anyone Flacco. under the age of 30. We're talking ancient history, but, but Joe Flacco's got, yeah. no, Joe, ring. Joe, yeah. Joe's, yeah. uh, Joe's current. I, still, he's, he's in Philly now, I think, yeah, right? I think he's yeah. backing up. He's, he's like, I guess he's Scott Bruner. Wow. Yeah. I didn't realize he was a blue head. Yeah. And then, okay, so then you go, let's, okay, don't look over Delaware, uh, you know, a game they should win at home, yes, but um, good point, Matt, and then you could, but look, things go well, you go into Michigan, you know, 3-0, uh, and oh. now, we're, again, we're back to that, can they beat Michigan at Michigan, well, they hung with them last year, but it's it's just at, at the point now where it's, it's, it's hard to imagine that they're going to be able to do that at Michigan, yeah, at Michigan. Yeah. And then at Ohio, Ohio state and they're under a yeah. and Michigan. Oh, you know, be curious not. to see what happens with them. Yeah. Uh, you know, Harbaugh's under some pressure. Yeah. They changed oh. his contract so that it's more bonus laden, uh, which means he's got a win to collect and, he had to agree to that. It, it, oh, yeah, but it'll be interesting. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. So he's go. Been a, he's been a disaster, his tenure there now. It hasn't been good. Now. Oh, good grief. But yeah. you would expect they can't be the the sideshow they were last year. Yeah. One so, would hope. So you got the Michigan, uh, you got Michigan, Ohio State, you know, the Big Ten brass. You're not going to. 
it's going gonna, gonna to be hard to beat them. Obviously, Ohio State, even though they have them at home, they're just, a, you know, come on, they're one of the best teams in the country. Then you got Michigan State. Look, it beat them last year. I mean, listen, it was a, it was a turnover late. Took game. seven Michigan's, TOs on Mich- Michigan State. Michigan part. State was a disaster. Got to figure yeah. they're going to be much more focused, but it's a game. Let's say that that could be the fourth win. I'm just putting it there. Then you go at Illinois. Listen, Illinois looked pretty good. We well, got Northwestern for after after that, right? And then uh, it's cut off on my page. Yeah, you're right. So Northwestern, that, that's um, lost a up, lot of guys. Yeah, lost a lot of guys. Surprised team yes. last year. Can can they win that game? I, I yes, I, absolutely. Early start, eleven o'clock in the mm-hmm. morning. Mm-hmm. How's Rutgers done in those eleven o'clock mm-hmm. in the morning games? Not really ready. To Is play, that because but it's eleven o'clock, or because they didn't have the talent and yeah. to compete? So right. we'll we'll find out as right. time goes on. It, you know, it, it's it's possible to win that game. Certainly possible to go to Illinois, even though Illinois looked pretty good against Nebraska. Uh, to win that uh, that game as well. Then you got a run where it's just, wow, it's it's Wisconsin at Indiana at Penn State. I mean, that's a rough run right there. So if you figure if you can get five wins in at, you know, that maybe you beat Illinois to get five wins, and then you got a shot at Maryland at home at the end of the year. So that the point is, is that that six wins is a possibility. It's six wins in a bowl game is certainly a possibility, uh, you know, and I don't think it's that much of a reach. Well, what they have to do is they have to turn around the problem that they had last year and they got to win at home. They have to win their home game. Yeah. You know, they have yeah. to, I mean, listen, are they going to beat Ohio state at home? Probably not, but the other games are winnable games and, and you really have to, and Shiano knows this. I mean, he's going to preach that to his guys. He'll have a full stadium, hopefully. And, um, you know, some momentum with, with that non-conference, hopefully you, you sweep through that and, um, you, you really start pointing at all those home games and, and making sure that you you lock that down so that you have a chance to go and poach yeah. one or two on the road and um, you know that's that that goes along with recruiting New Jersey too like we're going to win the home games we're going to have recruits on the sideline and gosh darn it we're going to win yeah look at us we I, just beat a Big Ten team and you could be a part of this and it uh, it could feed into each other. Well, and that message has resonated because he's had two terrific recruiting classes this past year, just awesome. You know, signing day mm-hmm. was a big day at Rutgers this year. But if you look at it, so you have to win the first three. Right? You can't stumble there. And then no. you've got some crucial games, as you mentioned, Steve. Michigan State at home will be one of them for mm-hmm. sure. Then you got to – can you beat Maryland? I mean – you did last year, but it wasn't easy. And they were injured. And and they were injured. Maryland believes they're better than Rutgers. It will be proven in the last game of the regular season. But let's set, put that in the win column. All right, so that's four. Now, where is it coming? Is it Michigan yeah. State? Is it Wisconsin? Can you upset mm-hmm. Indiana? Can you upset Penn well, State well, down let's the say, end? Let's say Northwestern Illinois. So yeah. it's not going to be – it really isn't going to be easy. This is not necessarily a bowl team, but I don't think it has to be for this to be a successful year. Again, Agreed. the recruiting tells the story. If they come out and they can win five games, they won't be happy but they'll continue to be on the right path. What, what did, what did Shiano say the other day? Something about the destination determination gets you to your destination or, you know, some, yeah. some coach speak. And sure. He, he just was talking about the hard work that they'll put in. will will get us there. 
And that's what we're going to continue to do. But if you really look at it honestly, I mean, okay, so Michigan, Ohio State, Wisconsin, Indiana, Penn State, okay? Can they steal one of those games? I mean, if, if you're honest, that's that's a that's what you got to look at, and it's 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 going to be very difficult to beat those teams. Now, Indiana may be at home, but Indiana's been playing very well. They're playing as well as the, these the big boys. Yeah, and you got to go go to Indiana. I mean, that's a tough one. They have one. to beat Michigan State at home. That's yeah. the one I'm circling. And the game, that's the, the game Indiana yeah. is on the road. Actually. Indiana's yeah. on the road. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're at Indiana. That's, yeah. that's what I meant. Yeah. And, and they're at Michigan Penn State, State too. Is the must. They got Wisconsin at home. Yeah. And uh, they got Northwestern on the road. So these, those are all games that are, man, I mean, as, as excited as we are, as 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 well as as, as the, Shiano has been doing here and putting this this roster together and mm-hmm. recruiting fantastically, so we, it looks like there's a bright future here. To 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 look at these teams again in in, in such a good conference, it, it's just the reality is is that that you know to uh, that those are conducive to some really tough games. Sure, and and the reality is the three and six last year could have been. They could could have been Illinois. Could, could have been beaten. one and eight. Yes. But it also could have been five and six. Oh, I mean, absolutely. they lost to Michigan in overtime. And Illinois sh- was a heartbreaking loss yeah. at the yeah. end. Yeah. So I, I'm just not sure where yeah. Rutgers is on that line this year. Right. And, and right. I think they won't surprise anybody. To me, that's the key. They're no longer a surprise. Uh, if they didn't get your attention last year, then you're just not paying attention. And I'm not speaking from a fan standpoint or a media standpoint. I'm talking about it from a player standpoint. If, if you're at Northwestern and you think it's Rutgers that you saw for a few years, they couldn't get out of its own way. If you know, if you're, yeah, if you know, that, Illinois, you can you experienced it last year. If you if you don't realize that things have changed, that at least they're going to be hard to play against, right? Yeah, I mean, I, mean, games I think, for the, I think were these huge blowouts. The yeah, I think series we all <laughs> agree. We, we agreed last year these huge blowouts are a thing of the past. I mean, yeah, sure, here and there might be a game could get away from them, but not the way it yeah. was happening. Where they were they were done at the ha- at halftime, and the blowout continued in the second half. We saw that under the um, the Ash era, and that was the, some of those games were really hard to watch. Uh, I, I think that. You know, being competitive in the second half in these games against some of the big boys, all that stuff is is what we're hoping for. And again, as we said, we just analyzed this uh, this schedule, and you know, six wins it can happen, can absolutely happen. Oh, it can happen. Um, they, I think it's going to be balls got to bounce hard. their way. Yeah, balls got to bounce their way, and um, and and hopefully, uh, hopefully they can get a bowl bit. It'd be exciting. But uh, the key here, also, guys, is fans back in the stands. And I think with with Shiano. There's a lot of excitement. I think SHI Stadium is going to oh, be going to be bumping this year. Yeah, I think it will. I'm, be. I'm you know kind of they... bumming about Thursday with that weather. I really am because I'm I was so fired up for the beginning of the season. It's kind of bumming me out. So, you oh, know, Steve, if yeah. they do, um, if they do make a, another step, uh, which we're all hoping and, and thinking that it's going to be the case in year two uh, to be really competitive, it will just not only underscore what a good coach. Um, and program builder that Chiano is, but it, it will really underscore just how bad those Chris Ash years were and <laughs> how he was in so far over his head. Listen, I know he he inherited a dumpster fire, but all yeah. he wound up doing, it's turning out, is just throwing more kindling yeah. onto it yeah. because they were really fluid. bad. Like yeah. you said, we were we were recapping games where it was like <laughs> over in the end of the first quarter and only the diehards and alum like yourself were watching it. I, I can speak for myself. I don't want to put words in Matt's mouth, but I was out of those games by halftime. <laughs> Most people you know, were, John. 
Yeah, they were awfully. I go back. I got guys. I keep going back to that annihilation that night against Michigan, man. Where I had my 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 cousins and such in the stands with me, man. It was just brutal, man. It was a rainy, lousy night, and they were just they couldn't do anything, man. It was just brutal. Yeah. Well, the one thing that, but that's behind us. Yeah, exactly. And and to to Shiano's credit and to Ash's detriment, you know, never mind X's and O's, but you know, Ash came in and he didn't get Jersey. Right. And Mm -hmm. Shiano's success has been recruiting the metropolitan area and Florida. Mm -hmm. By time he left, Rutgers was plucking plums from Florida, which is a verdant pasture of high school football. And Ash couldn't duplicate that. And he didn't come in and get to know the Jersey coaches. You know, Shiano knows his roots. He's a Jersey guy. He gets it. He gets the Jersey attitude. He gets the Jersey tough. And he understands guys who are coaching these programs. And of course he started to recruit Florida very well once again. So that's where the success will come. Two great years. It won't really help yeah. that much this year, but down yeah. the line, it'll be fine. And it may be in Ash's defense. It wasn't the first time that happened. Terry Shea, California guy coming over with the Bill Walsh offense and all that stuff. Yeah. That was a disaster too. I mean, he didn't get yeah. new, he didn't get the New Jersey thing either. Remember, maybe he had a little bit of a California pipeline, but again, but I, you know, you know, again in the recruiting, it was really where where Ash really struggled. And you're right, Matt couldn't. Couldn't do the Jersey thing. Yeah. Couldn't figure that out. But with basically Ash's players, Shiano was able to squeeze three wins in the Big Ten out of mm-hmm. that group. You know, yeah. there were some guys yeah. who came in, don't get me wrong, but he took what he had. In, so he's a terrific coach. There's no question about that. But he he also understands Rutgers. This is where he belongs. And by the way, you, we can blame way back in the day, you know, Terry Shea, and you can Blame Dick Anderson coming over from Penn State and thinking Rutgers oh. somehow. That's a name from the past. Kids, Google it. Um, thinking, you know, th- he's going to bring the Penn State way and we're going to show you how to do things. And it didn't work out. All in all. Put the fence up. But here's what you have. have to, who hired them? Yeah. So that's where the blame really lies. You have to know. Rutgers knows. Yeah. Rutgers knows who they are, what they are. And they understand where they're located. So, uh, you know, full credit for the hiring of Greg Schiano. Absolutely. Who yeah. I didn't necessarily think, I, honestly, yeah. I thought going back to the past was not the right path, but clearly I was wrong. What were they doing? Hey, again? guys, just on a, on a yeah. quick note, uh, off the field a little bit here, uh, our good friend to the show and, and contributor who will be on with us during the season Mr. Eric Legram will have his Legrand Coffee House spots all around Shy yes. Stadium, and and I think they're That's also awesome. uh, getting involved with some of the players for the old uh, name, image, and likeness thing, which is exciting for college athletes who are finally able to uh, to sit at the table and make a couple of shekels instead of all these colleges reaping the yeah. millions and millions. So that's something uh-huh. I know we'll probably talk about as the season rolls along. And is the is the sh- coffee shop open yet, John? He said he was opening it in August, so yeah, maybe it's delayed. I yeah, I think yeah. it's been delayed. I think the whole COVID thing is yeah. um, is sad, mm-hmm. you know, unfortunate for Eric because I know um, in his position, he really has to be vigilant that he's not um, of course. You know, out and about. And he does with the mask and all, but it would would have been nice to have, you know, have this behind us and really get it well, open. We got to so, push it. We got to push his coffee for sure. And can't, well, we'll, we'll catch up with him and we'll find out what's going on with that. But it, uh, I know it's under construction and it, uh, 
you know, I haven't even tried the yeah. coffee yet. The coffee's gonna, good. I've yeah. tried it. You yeah. tried it. Okay, mm-hmm. great. Yeah, and no, it's going to be all yep. around the stadium, which so, yes. is fun, and, yeah. and, uh, and that's yep. a good thing. And, and we will and, have – yeah, go ahead. No, the other change from Eric's standpoint, and I haven't spoken to him about it, but Ray Lucas has left the radio booth. Yes. He's coaching He's Harrison coaching High School, his, his alma mater. And oh, okay. So that's saving the program. The, well, that's what he hopes. Yeah. Uh, and – and we wish him the best of luck. So it looks like it's going to be Chris Carlin and Eric all the way. Okay. Uh, I don't know if Eric's traveling. He tended not to travel last year, but that could right. have been COVID, blah, blah, blah. At any rate, no right. Ray Lucas. No, oh, oh, I can't believe Fooch. Mm-hmm. What are they I'm doing? Gonna, I'm going to miss him, man. Oh, oh, my God. That's a terrible call. None of that. None of that. Yeah. It'll It'll right. be a different dynamic yeah. in the booth. Let's hope he doesn't pull a Trent Dilfer and starts grabbing kids on the team and throwing them around. I just the saw that line. headline there. Yeah. Oh no. Oh, First thing he did, he's got to do is he get he's got to get guys to come out. Harrison I think he would yeah. have yeah. a lot of turnout. That's the problem, program. right? He's got to get the people to the, the kids to come out and play. So he's really Matt, you that. know the area. They have athletes around that area, right? Yeah. They've got hard nosed kids. You know, when I was covering Harrison High School and Ray was there, uh, they yeah. had some success in football, not great success, but they had some success. You know, they weren't a state power even within their section and their group size. They were good. Uh, Don't get me wrong. They were not great. Back in the day, and I'm talking, say, 50s, early 60s, they were good. Uh, Produced a lot of hard-nosed, hard-assed guys. But then football really dropped off. Soccer started to dominate. They became a state power in soccer. I haven't covered high school football or soccer in a long time. So I don't know where that stands, but that's the dynamic that chain, that town was changing demographically, more central Americans, South Americans, they weren't playing football. So I I, I can't, yeah, they they were playing F U T B O L, but not F O O T B A L L. They were playing soccer, football. Anyway, uh, not suggesting I'm an expert on what's going on now in Harrison, but they always had hard nosed, tough kids. Yep. I'm just not sure it's a football town. It had started to change. Uh, Ray was able to do well there, but things had started to change. Maybe it's turned back another well, way. His career, more. his personality. He's got a lot of charisma, man. I would think he's the guy who can can probably get that get them back and uh, change the fortunes there. Yeah, you know? yeah. So that's what he's doing. I mean, the article I read is that he came in because he felt he needed to save that program because yeah. it, it meant so much to well, him. Well, it looked like they were yeah. about to not play this year, yeah. so – uh, he yeah. didn't want to see that happen, so no. I give him credit. Good I mean, he still works yeah. for the town. Yeah. He works in the housing authority there, and he's still proud of Harrison. And yeah. well, he should be. They're proud of him. Yeah. Well, guys, we're back, man. I'm fired up. 2021 uh, season. Um, we're going to be here every week, uh, as uh, John alluded to. We'll have Eric Grand on the show several uh, uh, several uh, weeks this uh, this season as well, and uh, and we're fired up for that. So we're on Spotify. You can find us on iTunes. You can find us on SoundCloud. Yeah, basically and, wherever you listen, you listen to your, to your pod- podcast, yeah, we're on there. And, uh, of course, we have a site, moresportsnow.com. You can check that out as well. And we will catch you all next week. Fired up, 630 Thursday night, SHI Stadium. They open up against Temple. I'm Steve Titchener with Matt Lachlan, John McAlevey. We'll catch you all next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>